The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer. There are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reports, inventory, commerce, and HR flow into the financial model seamlessly. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. That's why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system used by over 28,000 growing businesses. 93% of businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash c-suite for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash c-suite. netsuite.com slash c-suite. This is Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. Insights to give your business the inside track. And now, here's your host, Joel Block. Is my marketing working? Can I believe the pipeline reports that my sales department is giving to me? And will the pipeline materialize as we hope? I wonder all these questions. And to address these issues, Mike Farrell. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hey, these are um, these are serious uh, issues that uh, executives at, at many levels uh, in all kinds of companies worry about. Uh, and, and I do too. I mean, I, you see these reports, but just because somebody's in the pipeline doesn't mean that they're going to come out the other end. Like, you know, and, and just yesterday I was talking to a guy and a bunch of people gave him people they know. And my, my question was, well, just because they know them, how does that, what does it have to do with them being anything interested in you? So and anyway, how do you deal with these kind of things? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, all of our clients, uh, this is our constituency, the, the sales leaders and, and marketing leaders in high tech firms. So, um, you know, the measuring, measuring thing being, you know, having KPIs, um, you know, key performance indicators that, you know, being date as much data driven as you can will will help you uh but you know you know selling you're still selling the people right so there's still a human element to it but uh you try to get as much data as possible to to really understand and and get your business as predictable as possible so it's still it's still it's it's taking sales and marketing from an art and bringing some science into it you know one thing is i always always wonder is uh do people try and make an art too scientific? I mean, you know, these reports, uh, garbage in, garbage out, you know, and how accurate are these reports going to be? How predictive are these reports going to be? You know, I mean, our primary discussion is not going to be about data here, but to what extent can we really rely on, on the, the data that gets put in these reports? I mean, aren't they subject to human interference? Yeah, but uh, from a trend, you know, from a trend perspective, you know, as you collect data and, and compile it and build trends, right, you're you're going to get more confidence in that, um, in that, and you know, in in 
sales in the world of sales and marketing, it 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 can be a numbers game, right? It it's uh, the number of uh, engagements you have with a client, number of conversations you have with a client. You can if you start collecting that data and and looking at it over the long haul, you can you can definitely see um, where your your dollar investments are made are paying off uh, and which ones aren't. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I guess as I sit here and think about it, that uh, that if your trend line says that 80% or 60% or 40% is going to close uh, over the long term, it does. That doesn't mean it's accurate quarter to quarter, day by day, week to week, but over time, so there could be some bunching, some things could bunch up in uh, one quarter or show up in another quarter. But I guess over time, that, that's what happens. So um, what, what, is, what, do you, what do you do with companies? You know, tell us exactly what it is you do. Uh, so we're, we're a market, Green Leads um, is a marketing agency that works with high-tech firms to um, help you know, drive, their, drive their pipeline, accelerate their pipeline, drive top of the funnel pipeline, and, and bottom of the funnel pipeline. So we do um, lead generation, we'll take their marketing content and promote it out to the audience to, to generate awareness and generate some demand. Uh, and that, that gets nurtured through the marketing um, application they have, whether it's Marketo or Pardot or any of the others, um, until it's those, you know, those prospects can be ready for a sales conversation. Then we, and then we have people on the phones. We actually do the outbound calling on behalf of, of clients. So the outbound call, cold calling, and um, it takes uh, a lot of discipline and a lot of focus with that, those outbound calls nowadays. It's not like it was 10 or 15 years ago where you, you know, make five phone calls, get a person on the phone. That's not what it is anymore. Um, so it takes that focused person. So if you're, if, if someone's looking for new, new accounts, generating new logos for clients, uh, you really have to have that, that discipline, um, in your company, or you have to find a company like me that can do it for you. Most, most companies that are, are most of the companies that listen to this show, they're middle-sized companies. They're pretty good size. They probably have their own sales and marketing departments. They are probably doing a lot of this. So, so where exactly do you fit? I mean, if they already have their own sales department who are supposed to be making phone calls, uh, you know, and they've already got their own marketing department, which is supposed to be creating some awareness. So when then the people call, they, you know, they're, they're kind of better off. How do you plug yourself into companies that already have existing infrastructure? Sure. On the marketing side, I mean, marketing uh, departments and, and people, they use outside vendors. Um, you know, they'll come up with new marketing concepts and so forth and use outside vendors for a number of things, right? To write, to write content, you know, white papers, ebooks, case studies, um, you know, to do uh, events, webinars, um, other virtual events now now in the era of COVID, mostly virtual. Um, and, uh, you know, and then there's all, all the digital, the digital uh, uh, aspect in advertising you do. So again, drive awareness, drive demand, create leads for the sales team. All right. So we're, we're a, a, an augmentation to that. So we'll take your content, we'll promote it and generate leads 
in you know through landing pages and where they can download that content. So that's the lead generation business. Um, and then the sales, you know, you know the the sales team, if they're not generating enough appointments on their own to 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 create new pipeline opportunities, you know, then then you know they there's there's a there's a uh, there's numbers you know that I know the the numbers of phone calls it takes now to get a person on the phone is about thirty. Yeah, I, I believe that. I sure All right. Do. So, so, so it takes it takes focused time to do that. So we have people, BD, business development reps, that just do that all day long, and they do two hundred calls a day, you know, to to get you know eight or ten conversations. So that's what it takes. Do you? Um, well, a couple of things. One, do you use automation in those phone calls, or is it all real people dialing the phone? Yeah, uh, both, right? So we have a, a, a power dialer software. Um, so we, the first thing we do is is create that, really curate that that list of highly targeted uh, companies and contacts that, you know, the 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 right contact for the client, right? Whatever whatever um, product we're pitching, we may be calling IT, we might be calling marketing, we might be calling HR, an HR leader whatever the product is geared towards. And then um, and then we curate that list, load it into our power dialer, and then the power dialer is is uh, serving up a, a call um, one after another, unless you hit the pause. Um, so the, so so you bring in te- technology in it. There's integration with, with emailing and, and texting now. So we can have a multi a multi-channel or omni-channel kind of uh, outreach um, to these prospects. You find that um, you know what you're talking about the uh, these companies that that engage you to help them. That maybe they're not generating enough phone calls or enough numbers, or they're not doing this good enough. Do you find that executives, when uh, you point out, hey, listen, this part of your team isn't doing that great. Why don't we provide a little bit of extra support for that department? Do you finally get a little bristly and they don't like uh, being told that, that something's not going good? Or do they say, you know what, it's good that we isolated the problem. Let's uh, provide more support over there. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if, a, if a leader is, if the business is not getting the, the results it wants in this, from a sales perspective, a pipeline perspective, um, you really got to go backwards. Are we doing the right activities? Are we doing enough of the right activities? Um, and you know what, I mean, it's sale, you're still selling people to people, but you got to have conversations. If you're, are you having enough conversations to hit your goals? Right. And most companies can't, don't measure that. Are we having enough sales conversations? Is our sales team talking to the right people at the right numbers? To, for based on our conversion metrics to hit our goals. And most companies don't have visibility to that. And most, certainly most CEOs don't. You know, one of the things that I've noticed, uh, it seems like 25 years ago, sales was very, very different from now. Oh, yeah. I, when, when, when I was selling, 
it was brute force. I would dial yeah. on the phone. I would, I would hustle my way into somebody's office. I would tell them my story. I'd sing and dance and do everything I had to do <laughs> to get him, get him to say yes and give me some money. I, I mean, that's, that's what selling was back then. It yeah. seems like now, uh, you know, you have all these affiliate relationships and all these different multi-channel this and that, you know, and you've got different ways of, uh, you know, of finding people on the internet. You can advertise on Facebook and I mean, it just seems like there's a hundred different things and, and it's really changed. And how are companies doing adapting to uh, this, these new, the, the new world, really? Yeah, it's gotten very, very complicated. We're in the B2B space versus the, you know, consumer space. But um, so it's the consumer has got a whole different ecosystem than B2B for, for doing that. So um yeah, it, it, even in B two B, it's 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 you know in my career, it's it's totally different. Um, you know, the pandemic threw everyone for a loop. Um, you know, you had to. Uh, you know, we even us, we we were we're a remote company, so I have people on the phones all over the all over the country and and, and sometimes other countries. And and uh, um, but we had to. It was hard. There was nobody man in the front desk. <laughs> when we were calling into a, uh, a main switchboard, right? Oh, it's in, in the last year and a half. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. Be, yeah. So it's so, even worse, but you know, just so we had to, we had to get our augment our data with a lot of cell phone data. Right. So now you're, you're calling uh, a lot of times you're calling someone's cell phone. Yeah. But a cell phone that now you're inside their world. I mean, you, you get yeah. their cell phone. That's, that's pretty good. Right. I mean that, which is very hard to get people kind of keep that to themselves, although they kind of loosen up a little bit, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they they're forwarding. They're, they've you know in the work from home world, right? They forwarded their their office phone to their to a, a cell phone, you know. So it's it's everything's blended together now. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, you know, let's talk about some of the differences between uh, you know what companies that are fifty years old and a lot of these middle sized companies are fifty years old. They they were started a long time ago. They're successful. They're family run. Whatever. There've been multiple generations of people. Whatever the arrangement is. But the world has really started to change. And a lot of the techniques, I just know for myself, a lot of what I did, uh, you know, to raise capital and do things that I did over, over many years is really uh, different because, you know, the, the use of computers and the internet and advertisements, whether it's B2B or B2C, uh, lots of new avenues are open. So let's talk about what some new avenues are, what companies can be doing, what they're, what they're not doing. And, and why they should be doing some new stuff. And if they don't have it internally, why they need to go outside to get it. Yeah, there's, uh, you're right. There's enormous amount. I, I think in the last 10 years that it's enormous amount of uh, innovation that's happened. You know, new software applications, you know, the, the world of SaaS software where you don't have to have a server in your closet and go, buy some shrink wrap software and, and load it on the server and, and all that stuff. It's like, okay, I'll buy it, slap it on a credit card, buy some licenses, slap it on a credit card. Boom. Everyone gets a login. You're in business, right? So uh, the speed of the speed of innovation, the speed to automate is there. So, so digital transformation is really kind of a buzzword and it's, and it's, it's all about, you know, um, using a lot of these, you know, software as a service, SaaS uh, application. There's every month. There's hundreds of new ones get it, that are getting launched, right? That are 
that are trying to automate and, and, and kind of fix inefficiencies uh, in the business world, whether it's in the sales side of business, the marketing side, the HR side, the finance side, automation is, is happening across every aspect of, of a company. Manufacturing, we have clients that we've done business with that are in the manufacturing space. Um, automation is, you know, there's automation being put in place for everything and, and artificial intelligence being put in place for everything. So you really, so it really is, has to be a, there has to be someone in your company, even a company of $50 million, there has to be someone in your company who is that, who's that digital transformation person who's looking where, where can we innovate? Where can we get more efficient instead of just throwing bodies at things or, or buying a new machine or, um, where can we drive efficiencies? You know, the, the funny thing, the dirty little secret about companies is that they don't have a lot of time or resources to just have somebody looking around and keeping an eye on the horizon. I mean, they're they're pretty busy, you know, looking down right. at what they got to be doing. They keep their head down and they just work hard. And, and they really have a hard time doing both the short term and the long term and keeping an eye right. on the whole environment. And I guess that's probably one of the reasons that they bring in consultants and they bring in outsiders who have a different kind of perspective from time to time, because they're, they really are in, in a heads down mode so often. And what you're talking about, about keeping an eye on all these different technologies that are coming on at the rate of hundreds of them a day. And that's a mind boggling number, but it's probably true. Uh, so let's just give us some examples of some cool things that maybe companies aren't aware of or that they're not doing. Any, any thoughts on it? Uh, well, I mean, you know, one of the things that we've we've done over the last couple of uh, year year and a half um, is there's in the mark in the world of marketing B two B marketing there's something called intent data, right? Wouldn't you like to know, Joel? Wouldn't you like to know who's interested in your product right now, right? And that's at every sales and marketing person's dream, right? Who's interested in your product right now? So intent data, intent data is uh, where, you know, we are, we, we are all putting digital fingerprints out every time we touch a web browser, right? We Google something, we go to LinkedIn, we, we read an article online, right? Our, our digital fingerprints are there. Now, and then based on who we are and our job function in the business world, you know, that sends, that sends a digital signal that I'm interested in this topic, right? So if I, if I uh, read an article about, you know, um, supply chain efficiencies and using AI in supply chain, and I happen to be a VP of supply chain, Okay, now whoever's marketing, whoever has a product offering for that to, that has to do with these, you know, uh, AI and involved in supply chain, they would love to know that I'm reading an article about that, right? So this this intent platform that we use allows us to harvest all that information. So now I know who I can call, right? Now I know who I can call that might be interested they may be in the buyer's journey they may be not in the buyer's journey but it's certainly a better you know it's what i call it what i call it is if you if you're if anybody out there a fisherman you go out in a boat 
you know, especially if you're going in the ocean, right? You go in a boat, you got a, you got a little sonar system. It's a fish finder, right? So you know where the fish are, <laughs> right? R rather than, you know, fishing in the whole ocean, I'm going to have a fish finder find out where the fish are. And that's what this intent data does. So I, so we can do, we can run that kind of um, uh, application platforms for our clients and then we can get that 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 contact information then we can go market to them and call them and and uh it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible what a, what a great great concept the concept of a fish finder the sonar for fish i mean that's a great uh analogy i you know i wonder if purists who people who are just purists about fishing think that sonar <laughs> is like cheating right but you know in business it's not cheating in fact, it's the opposite. You're an idiot if you don't use these tools. I mean, because all your competitors are using these tools. And if you're not using these tools, and if you don't know how to use these tools, and you need to engage with people who know how to use these tools. Um, a very good friend of mine was doing a, a program that where they were doing conversions of a certain kind of legacy software into something else. And he found this database that had all these people, one of the one of the 58 different fields that they had was what kind of software they used. And he, he sorted by this kind of software that was going out of business. And these people all had this certain problem and he reached out to him and his business has exploded because he's calling exactly the right people. And, and when you stop and think about it, if the tool exists and you aren't using it, then you're wasting time every single time you're calling somebody who is not uh, qualified. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it's making the, you're, you're empowering the sales and salespeople to be smarter, right? Use this, use this technology. So, you know, there's not enough good salespeople out there, right? It's that, that's, that's one of the job functions in this economy. That's there's more sales jobs out there than there are people that are, want to do sales and are good at it. And uh, so you got to leverage, you bring technology to leverage your staff and make them more efficient uh, and make them better. Well, the other thing is that you're talking about taking some of the mundane out of their job because yes. you know, and, and taking a middle level person and giving them the ability to be a high level person and be extremely efficient, very effective, very productive uh, because they're not doing a lot of the, the, the mundane kind of work at the bottom that they would, the, the kind of the sorting and the sifting and sorting that they would otherwise have to do. So, yeah. Um, and I tell you, we get, when we get on the phone, uh, when we follow up on these intent leads, uh, very often we get, Hey, it's funny. You're, you're, you know, and we can tailor our, we can tailor our introduction. Hey, we're calling people that are, you know, looking at blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so you tailor it and then they said, well, you know, it's funny you're calling because we've been talking about this or I just, re I just read an article about this, right? Are you a mind reader? Right. You get those kind of comments. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, when somebody says that to me, I, I, I kind of make a little joke and I say, I'm very telepathic and I just had a feeling. Uh, so I called you, you know, and, 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 they, and then we laugh and they know yeah, it's not exactly. true, but, but, you know, but it, it's kind of funny and it it's kind an, of, just, it's a, that's a good icebreaker. I'm telepathic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to get a laugh every time. It, 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 and they all know it's not true. Although maybe once in a while, they don't know it's true. I, I don't know what they know, but you know, it's just, it's a good way to, you know, kind of, Hey, listen, you know, I mean, every single time uh, we all have software, every one of us that says, Bill, just open your email. Now that doesn't mean Bill's interested in your email, but it might mean something. 
at least Bill's thinking about you and your company or Mary just did this or uh, Sally just did that. And, and then, you know, now you have more information than you had before. So, you know, my concern for companies, especially a lot of these bigger, older line companies, they just aren't using these tools. Yeah. So, like, where do they go to get these tools? Like, uh, you know, what kind of tools are they? And where do they get this kind of information? How can they supplement what they're already doing with some of these uh, tools? Well, I'm, I'm sure the, the leaders in each of their departments, right? Whether it's, you know, finance, HR, manufacturing, sales. I mean, clearly sales and marketing people have to be, you know, obviously that's my, that's what my pedigree is and that's what my business is, right? Um, so sales and marketing people have to be on the cutting edge of this stuff. Um, yeah, well, let's, but across, let's, let's but across the board, but, but across the board, there's, there's, there's innovation and all those, you know, even accounts payable, accounts payable, right? Boring, you know, rote, routine, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's new software applications to make that more efficient. Right, there is. I, so I, let, let, well, let's stay on sales and marketing because yeah. I like sales and marketing too. And I think most of our people, I mean, that's that kind of spins the, uh, you know, kind of spins the wheel, so to speak. So yes, it does. Um, what kinds of tools, if you could just name a couple of them, uh, you know, provide this kind of, uh, of visibility into what a customer might be thinking, what their inclinations might be and, and so forth? Well, I mean, uh, on the, you know, uh, obviously we talked about the intent the intent data platform that we use, um, you know, there's, there's also, you know, anything that to do with, you know, online uh, advertising and redirecting uh, most, mar all the marketing people typically know about that. What one, you know, if anybody has, uh, most companies have sellers, right. That, that, and nowadays they're on the phone more than they are, you know, face to face. Um, you know, they're all using zoom like this, but, one, there's there's a uh, software applications out there called conversational intelligence. What is conversational intelligence? It's recording our call, but it's it's annotating along that call where are it's using artificial intelligence, machine learning. Where are the 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 missed opportunities on that call from a sales perspective? You know, and there's now there's now technology that's that's called guided selling, where it can serve up a little bubble, you know, word bubble that say, say this, you know, because it's picking up on words, right? You know, machine language, um, it's picking up on words and phrases, and and helping a salesperson uh, through a sales conversation. So um, there, you know, I, I've uh, used um, a company called ExecVision, and this is this is one of the big three in this conversational intelligence space. And uh, yeah, it 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 measure it even measures how much talking did you do versus the prospect versus the customer. You know, if, if you spoke for, you know. 45 minutes and they spoke for 10 minutes. Was that a good, was that a good sales call? That is not a good ratio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, but from a, from a coaching perspective, right. Especially if you got a salesperson that's in, you know, um, 
in a slump or whatever, not performing well, but they used to be a good performer, right? Do you want to f- fire that person or do you want to figure out, you know, it's, it's like, it's like game film, right? If I'm a baseball fan, whatever you, football Monday, you know, what happens on Monday? They all go look at film, right? Uh, baseball, the guys in the slump, they go look at their swing and they just tweak a mechanic, mechanical thing here and there and boom, they're hitting again. So, but sales has never had that until now. Never has had that until now. Yeah. Is that, you know, I actually do look at some of those uh, numbers. I, I look at those uh, ratios, uh, you know, for this podcast typically and for other things. I mean, I, I, I kind of have some uh, ratios that I like to, you know, shoot for personally, you know, that, that I kind of work toward. And uh, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm a believer in that sort of thing because, uh, you know, if you're, if you're not getting it right on the front end, you're not going to get what you want on the back end. And that's uh, these things kind of all uh, work together. Well, listen, you know, uh, Mike, this is, uh, we always look for the inside track and, and this has certainly been the inside track on, on certain new kinds of uh, selling uh, automation techniques, data-driven kinds of stuff. And uh, you know, there's, there are people who have the best, smartest and fastest way to get things done. And certainly you've brought that to the table for us here today. So uh, for that, we thank you. And, uh, appreciate having you on the show. All right. Appreciate it, Joel. Happy to be here. Nice to have you. You've been listening to Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. For more insights and to learn more, visit joelblock.com. How about a shout out and a huge thanks to our podcast show producer, David Wolf, and the team at Autovita Studios. Profit from the inside wouldn't be possible without these wonderful professionals. To learn more or to find out how you can launch and produce your own podcast show, reach out to www.audivita.com. That's A-U-D-I-V-I-T-A dot com. Produced by Audovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.